If you love fiction, true crime, and true stories from around the world with a little bit of history, then welcome, welcome. This is the place for you. Welcome to the LP Experience, a place for you to kick back, relax, and enjoy some real-life stories as well as fiction stories. I'm your host, LP. Oh yeah, let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the LP Experience. I am your girl, LP, and today we have another episode for you. Or I have another episode for you. I don't know why I said we, because it's only me. On, the, on this podcast <laughs> well i have another episode for you today and if this is your first time welcome 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 to the family where have you been we have been looking for you yes you you yes you exactly you we have been looking for you because you have been missing on a lot a whole lot this is a space and it's a whole family over here and it's a space for people that love stories whether fiction stories true crime stories or just normal stories from all over the world. And I am your host, Oppie. And if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I am giving you a virtual hug. You cannot see me, but I am giving you a hug. And if this is not your first time and you are a regular person on this podcast, I love you so much. Thank you for coming back. Today's episode is sick. That's, what, that's how I'm going to start it. Today's episode is very, very sick because the... Serial killer we're looking at today, he's a very, well, he was a very sick and mentally unstable person. But I can't say too much because I want you to listen to the, to this whole episode. I want you to listen to the end. But thank you for coming and let's get into it. On March 19th, 1999, 22-year-old Cynthia Vigil was hooking in a parking lot in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when a man claiming to be an undercover cop told her she was under arrest for solicitation of sex work and put her in the backseat of his car. He told me I was under arrest and he put handcuffs on me, Vigil said. The man was David Parker Ray and he brought Vigil to his nearby soundproof trailer which he called his toy box. He then chained her to a gynecologist-type table in the center of the trailer and over the next three days, raped and tortured Vigil with help from his girlfriend and accomplice Cindy Handy. The two of them used whips, medical instruments, electric shock and sexual instruments to torture Vigil. Before her torture, Ray would play a cassette tape with a recording detailing exactly what she would be forced to endure. On the cassette, Ray explained that she was to refer to him only as master and the woman with him as mistress and never to speak unless spoken to first. He went on to explain exactly how he would rape and torture her. The way he talked, I didn't feel like this was his first time, Vigil said in a later interview. It was like he knew what he was doing. He told me I was never going to see my family again. He told me he would kill me like the others. On the third day, on the third day, while Ray was at work, Hendy accidentally left the keys to Vigil's restraint on the table near where she was chained while she left the room. Seizing the opportunity, Vigil lunged for the keys and was able to free her hands. Hendy attempted to stop her, but Vigil stabbed her in the neck with an ice pick when she approached. She ran out of the trailer naked, 
wearing only a slave collar and padlocked chains. In desperation, she knocked on the door of a nearby mobile home. The owner of the house brought video in and called the police, who promptly arrested both Ray and Henry. But what we need to know now is who David Parker Ray was before he became the toy box killer. So, David Parker Ray was born in Berlin, New Mexico in 1939. Little is known about his childhood outside of the fact that he was mainly raised by his grandfather, but regularly saw his father who beat him. As a kid, Ray was bullied by his peers for his shyness around girls. These insecurities drove Ray to drink and abuse drugs. He served in the U.S. Army, receiving an honorable discharge at the end of his enlistment. Ray was married and divorced four times in his life. It was believed, or it is believed, that Ray began his killings sometime during the mid-1950s, which only came to light with the escape of Vigil. So let's look at the toy box itself. What was inside the toy box? After arresting Ray, the police gained a warrant to search his home and trailer, and what they found shocked and disturbed them. Ray's toy box contained a gynecologist-type table in the middle with a mirror mounted to the ceiling so his victims could see the horrors delivered upon them. Littering the floor were whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg spreader bars, surgical blades and swords as well as numerous sex toys. There was a wooden contraption used to bend over and immobilize Ray's victims while he and his friends would rape them. On the walls were detailed diagrams showing different methods and techniques for inflicting pain. In the trailer of the toy box killer, the police also discovered a videotape from 1996 showing a terrified woman being raped and tortured by Ray and his girlfriend. With the publicity surrounding the arrest of David Parker Ray, considering the disturbing circumstances of his crime, another woman came forth and came forward with a similar story. Her name is Angelica Montano. She was an acquaintance of Ray, who, after visiting his house to borrow cake mix, had been drugged, raped, and tortured by Ray before being left by a highway in the desert. There, she was found by police, but there had been no follow-up on her case. David would often use drugs that would induce amnesia and memory loss in his victims, like sodium pen pentothal and phenobarbital, so they could not properly remember what had happened to them. With this stronger case with two victims testifying to the crimes, the, the police were with this stronger case with two victims testifying to the crimes, the police were able to press Handy, who quickly folded and began telling what she knew of the murders. Her testimony led the police to discover that Ray had been helped in the abductions and murders by his daughter, Glenda Jess Ray, and friend Dennis Roy Yancey. Yancey admitted to participating in the murder of Mary Parker, a woman who was abducted, drugged, and tortured for days by Ray and his daughter before Yancey strangled her to death in 1997. We're going to look at the abduction of Kelly Garrett. So after releasing some details about the woman in the video, she was identified by her ex-mother-in-law as Kelly Garrett, a former friend of Ray's daughter. On July 24, 1996, Garrett, after getting into a fight with her then-husband, decided to spend the night playing pool at a local salon with Jessie. Jessie roofed Garrett's bear and she and her father placed a dog collar and leash on her and brought her to his trailer. He then raped and tortured her for two days, keeping her on date rape drugs. After these two days, 
Ray slit her throat and dumped her on the side of the road. Miraculously, Garrett survived the encounter, but no one, neither her husband nor police, believed her story. In fact, her husband, believing she had cheated on him that night, filed for a divorce that year. Due to the effect of the drugs, Garrett had limited recollection of the event over those two days, but remembered being raped by the toy box killer. These drugs, as well as the socio-economic standing of many of the women involved, made it difficult for their testimony to be readily accepted by the jurors. Though he was able to beat two of the cases put against him, the toy box killer was ultimately sentenced to 224 years in prison for numerous offenses involved in the abduction and sexual torture of these three women. Jesse Ray received a sentence of 9 years and Cindy Hendy was given 36 years in prison. David Ray Parker died of a heart attack on May 28, 2002, a mere three years into his sentence. So how many more victims of David Parker Ray are there? In their investigation of David Parker Ray's trailer, police found evidence of several more killings, including diaries written by Ray where he detailed the murder of at least 50 other women. Despite the evidence, the authorities were unable to create cases from them. Though Handy and Yancey both identified areas they believed Ray disposed of these bodies, police found no human remains in any of these locations. It is believed that the serial killer who put this amount of effort into his horrifying toy box and who killed numerous women over many years would likely have had a greater number of victims. The many unidentified personal effects and jewelry found in his trailer also points to a greater number of victims for the toy box killer. So the FBI spokesman Frank Fisher in 2011 said that they were still getting good leads. And as long as they were getting those leads and as long as the exposure in the press keeps generating interest in the case, they're going to keep investigating this. So that is it. That is the story of David Bray Parker. Whew. Wow, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. I'm literally speechless because this is just this is just the man is sick or he was sick since he's dead he was sick and i can't believe he got his daughter to join him in this weird thing and uh, people go through a lot in this world people go through a lot that's all i can say because if you even see the picture of this man he looks like a harmless man he doesn't even look I would advise, I would, okay, his picture is going to be on my Instagram page, so you can go and check it out. Look at his picture and tell me if this man looks like the person I just described, because he looks nothing like that. But that's to show that all these things is not by look. The person that you think is crazy might not be crazy, but the person that looks innocent is their type that's do all these kind of things. I'm so happy that he was brought to book. I'm always so happy when justice is being served. Anyway, what do you think about the story? I would love to know what you think about the story. Don't forget to comment on Instagram, subscribe wherever you are. And until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to the OP experience. I hope you enjoyed the story for today. But you know what? We're not going to leave it here. Mm -mm. I want to hear what you have to say about the story for today. Don't forget to visit me on my social media at The OP Experience on Instagram. And let's continue the discussion over there. Until next time, bye.